Does anybody have anything they want to get off their chest before we get started? Not while it's recording. <laughs> I got secrets, but not for this podcast. Here you go. Hi, I'm Riley Ernst, the podcast coordinator for Crave the Sound. And this week, we are going to be conducting something a little bit different than what we usually do. Um, we're going to do sort of the year in review. So we're going to be talking to some of our Crave the Sound members about our favorite artists, songs, albums, um, just basically music favorites from 2020. So yeah, um, if we want to maybe start off with some introductions, we can just go around and say what you do at Crave the Sound, your name, your age, um, and then maybe the, your favorite Crave the Sound piece you've been a part of this year and your favorite flavor of soup. Oh God, you really caught me off guard with the soup question. I know, I'm sorry. I'm Zach Clement. I write here at Crave and I help edit, produce the podcast, do interviews and that kind of stuff. Favorite piece would be an interview from the last semester that we did with Margot of the Bees. Me and Lily wrote up a review of the music video and then did a interview on this very podcast. So that was very fun. And soup wise, I'm not a big soup guy, um, but I really like tom yum soup. It's Thai. Very good. Well, that was very tender. Um, <laughs> Lily, do you want to go next? Oh, I'm Lily McLean, and I just turned 67, so I'm excited about that. My uh, answer is the same as Zach's. We did an article and a podcast, and it was very fun and very nice. That's my favorite thing I've done at Crave the Sound, and I think I will have to go <laughs> with <laughs> miso for my favorite soup. I don't need to justify that. No, we've got a lot of Southeast favorite soups. That's super cool. Yay. Okay, um, and Jake. Yo, I'm Jake Trujillo, and I am a writer, photographer, and also podcast person here. And my favorite thing I got to do this year so far is probably a podcast we did with Katie and David B, where we got to use some uh, stems that he sent us to kind of illustrate his song, that he, we were breaking down that episode that was fun oh and my soup uh broccoli potato cheddar soup way to bring it back Good to soup. our american roots nice that sounds delicious i'm riley i am the podcast coordinator for crave the sound and you hear my voice at the beginning of all episodes my favorite crave piece that i was a part of this year I wanted to use it as podcast content, but then the video was very bad. But it was an interview with Nate Cook, who is like a friend of a friend, and he is just a dear sweet human. He was really introspective and wonderful to talk to, so I loved that interview. And then I like butternut squash soup. Um, and then I guess if we want to just keep going around in the Socratic seminar style conversation... Zach, do you want to tell us your favorite album of the year and why? Oh, Lord. Probably have to say Punisher by Phoebe Bridgers, because I'm a sucker for sad indie girls singing about their problems. And it's a very well-done album, I'd say. Her lyrics are very good. And the instrumentation on this, I liked. I thought it was a whole step up from her first album. So I really like that on this one. And it really, I don't know, I feel like being inside all the time kind of made it hit a little bit harder. So it made me feel more emotional than usual. Nice. And then what's your favorite song off of that album, if you have one? Ooh, probably Graceland, too. There's like a bit of a banjo, I think, in it. Mm -hmm. 
a lot of really good uh, instrumentals there. And then they got some harmonies towards the end of the song that just oof, blow you away. Perfect. Chef's <laughs> kiss. Absolutely perfect. Well, we all do Yay. love TV Bridgers. She's a friend of the pod. Let's pretend like pod. we know her. <laughs> yeah. Friend of the pod. She calls in. <laughs> Let's speak it into truth. We could. Uh... I feel like we could do that. She was on NPR the other day, so we're we're neck and neck. We're right there. We you know, NPR. About the same fan base as NPR, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My Absolutely. mom listens to our podcast and NPR, so. The adults love us. <laughs> moms love us. We're absolutely delightful. Specifically, our moms love us. Yeah, these four moms are the main fan base of Crypt Podcast. Really quickly, I uh, I wanted to just sort of add on Zach Punisher that album. Obviously, amazing. I think that is that. Do we? We've all heard that, right? Like that's pretty unanimous. So we, we all know what we're talking about with that. You, you talked about like the, the sound quality, like a lot of people talk about the lyrics, which are amazing. Uh, but I also think it's worth pointing out the, the production on that album is pretty phenomenal and haunting and gorgeous. Uh, my favorite track in terms of that is probably Halloween. Uh, mm-hmm. I love the like uh, hard panned guitars, like the two different guitar lines uh, in, in in that song uh and one one thing i know a weird that she said was like a big inspiration for that album was like asmr and so i feel like you can hear that with a lot of the like kind of softer percussion choices and like the really uh spa- good use of like the spatial field in that album i really like on that point like garden song i think the guitar i don't know what it is but it might just be tuned down or passed through some kind of wacky um effects chain but it sounds like i feel like the sound of the instruments very well complement like the story that she's kind of telling in all of them and the energy that she's like going for which i think is really really well done mm-hmm. and it's not like just like standard oh you know here's like your nice electric guitar with some drums like it's very like intentional i feel like mm-hmm. her music video that phoebe waller bridge like produced I guess is also so pretty and so cool um if you haven't watched that it's the weirdest thing in the world it's not it's just very strange is that the one where she's kissing the old lady no that's I know the end this one is savior complex yeah and it has Paul Mescal in it and Mm -hmm. the dog I haven't seen it I'm gonna go watch it no you really should it's it's a trip sounds wild Okay, um, Zach, I guess we'll keep going with you. Um, is there one song? Yeah, you're on the hot seat. Look at you. You're so pretty with your bun. You're hot. You got a seat. Um, <laughs> is there one song, Phoebe Bridgers or not Phoebe Bridges, that encapsulates 2020 for you? And But why? That's a very good question. Can I pass on answering that for now and then circle back? And think yeah, about why don't we do... More? Yeah, let's do Lily's favorite album of the year. Okay, you've convinced me. Um, so I really liked Morning Matters by Yasmin Lacey. It's, she's a R&B soul um, singer, and she has just like the prettiest voice in the world. And it's only five songs, but they're each like five-ish minutes. I highly recommend everyone listen to her and her other, I think she has two other projects. And then she's got some singles that... She released at the end of 20 and I just can't 
plug her enough. She's great. I think my favorite song on the album is Morning Sunrise because it just gets me excited for my day. It makes me feel like the mornings are an important time and I always have to be up very early for work. So it's nice to feel that that time is not for nothing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Can you send her to me? actually because you've Absolutely, mentioned her a couple times that. now and I'm like oh, I must know and then I'll send you one in reply because I have something that it makes me think of even though I haven't heard it but this simply has to be an exchange there must okay Jake you want to tell us your favorite album of the year yeah so uh we had a little written version of this sort of same prompt on the website as well and I the said How I'm Feeling Now by Charlie XCX and just for the sake of uh, getting to talk about because it's really hard to pare it down to one I had a really hard time especially in 2020 there just wasn't a clear standout album like head and shoulders above everything that I heard so for now I'm gonna change it up and say Unlocked by Denzel Curry and Kenny Beats was also one of my favorite albums of the year has some of my favorite uh, production and recent memories. Uh, Kenny Beats is a master at what he does. One of my favorite songs on the project is Diet. And for like the first minute of the song, there's a pretty kind of standard sounding 808 kick combination that already like hits really hard and just like kind of rocks your like chess when you're listening to it. If you're like listening with good speakers or something, it's pretty booming. And then like a minute in, a secondary kind of more acoustic sounding bass comes in and just like completely the floor was already dropped out underneath you. It drops out again. It's it's an amazing song. Oh my God. What descriptors. Funny anecdote with that album. I like listen to albums for the radio station here to you, Radio 1190. Tune in, little plug. And they got the that album, but the clean versions of all of those songs, and it was not good. Let yeah, it's say. probably just nothing. <laughs> it it loses a lot of its uh, kind of oomph. Punch, out there. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I can imagine that. So I wouldn't <laughs> recommend trying to listen to censored Denzel Curry tracks. That being said, there is also the instrumental version that just doesn't have any lyrics, which does work well. But I can see why the censored version might be a little more annoying. <laughs> it just like cuts off in the middle of his flow, and it, yeah. it's there's some some of them sounded okay, but some of them were just god awful. Like just like cut off the entire like half of the line. Well, I guess that brings it back on um, to me. It's so hard to pick like a favorite album of the year because I feel like. I think what I listen to is very varied and it's like, I don't know. It's like, I'm also listening to all these new things from 2020, but then it's like, I may have a favorite album that like necess- didn't necessarily come out in 2020, but like I discovered it in 2020. So it's new to me, but like my favorite one that came out this year, or I guess last year, um, but the prettiest curse by Heinz. I love Heinz so much. It's like, they're just these, wonderful ladies it like reminds me of like kind of like like if you had like a bunch of like lady ghosts in your in the back of your ear and they're just kind of whispering you like all these beautiful Spanish like like it's almost like sirens I don't know I find them really something out of a fairy tale kind of because they've got these really cool like high-pitched voices they all have really cool tones to their voice like the instrumentation the way it just like 
they just really know how to build an album um and it just like the whole thing you're just up here and it was like every time I was feeling absolutely the worst this year is like I'm just gonna listen to Heinz it's okay um so I think that was an album that kept me kind of in good spirits when I was not in good spirits before so that was a fucking awesome album um and I think my favorite song off of that project is Come Back and Love Me is like a single that they released prior to the whole album coming out but it's just very like bossa nova guitar thing going on and it's just like ooh, come here and love me and it's just like so sensual and I love every moment of it so that's my my favorite album of the year mm-hmm. um okay going back to you Serzak now that you've had some time to think some time to contemplate to some time to come to terms with yourself and your 2020 um is there one song in particular that like really encapsulates the year for you or like really stands out as something that just kind of, I don't know, sits back here. What do you think about 2020? Yeah. So I might cheat and say a few songs if that's okay. Please. First thought in my head is um, Fetch the Bolt Cutters by Fiona Apple off of her album, yeah. Fetch the Bolt mm-hmm. Cutters. And that song. It's too perfect for, yeah. for the year. You know, where she's like, I've been in here so long. I'm like, yeah. And I feel like it came out at the time of the pandemic and quarantine where we were all like this could be over like it sucks but you know by the summer we'll all be good mm-hmm. and it was like I feel like that was before things kind of took on a real I don't know I feel like things changed at that point and it was like that album as well as um Charlie XCX's album How I'm Feeling Now I feel like those t- were two of the ones at the start of quarantine where they're both kind of were made in this quarantine environment but they weren't necessarily about it, you know, like they kind of just captured some energy from it. Whereas I feel like later music that was made in quarantine during the pandemic or whatever, it kind of like, I don't know, for me, at least a lot of it, like felt like it was too overt in mentioning what we were all Mm -hmm. experiencing. Whereas these were kind of like hidden just the right spot where it's like, we're a little hopeful. This kind of sucks. We're on this collective experience. I don't know, I feel like both those albums did really well, but Fetch the Bolt Cutters especially definitely has stuck with me throughout the entire year. Then mentioning Charlie XCX, I feel like um, Pink Diamond off of her album kind of captures a similar energy, but a more, I guess, upbeat, where it's more like, I just want to go out and have fun with my friends. Um, Very and frustrated. Then, yeah, it's like more of just like a, I don't know, for me, I'm not a very angry, I don't listen to like sad loud screaming music that much but that was kind of like the peak of like damn this this sucks get me out I'll stop at three I promise um less encapsulating my 2020 but just one that really stuck with me throughout would probably be um Boomer by Barty's Strange um really good song really good album it's off his album Live Forever he actually just performed it on I think Seth Meyers last night two days ago whatever recently just performed a really good live performance of that or live I guess but that song less about 2020 but definitely as soon as I heard that entire album I was like obsessed like I saved all the songs listened to it like five times back to back very good album songs kind of like indie rock it's hard to pin down to one genre but one of my favorite songs from the year one of my favorite albums of the year as well yeah I think I had kind of a similar experience with fetch the bolt colors because it just felt so 
like I don't know I just feel like the way that the pandemic has dragged on it's just like it just feels like we've been chewing on the same like piece of gum for 45 years and it was like at that point it was just like oh this is starting to get stale but like I can totally buy a new pack here soon and then it's now just like this gum will never get out of my mouth I will choke on it and die before I'm able to spit it out so I don't know I totally totally right, really okay? <laughs> no. what, an insane no. <laughs> what a metaphor <laughs> I mean seriously though it's just like I don't know yeah. it's just that is how that's how that song resonates with me it's just like very much like totally the energy of like it's still the beginning like we're so happy we're gonna be fine and now it's like <laughs> so yes I totally relate to you but yeah I'm okay <laughs> Lily Moving on to you, my sweet girl. What was your, what encapsulated the 2020 for you? What what sticks out in your I'm, mind? I'm going to cheat too. I'm just, I'm also going to cheat. <laughs> um, so the first one is just one song, so I won't cheat that much. Um, it's song 33 by No Name, which was her response to J. Cole's diss track. And that whole thing was so bizarre, but it was like such an interesting commentary on everything that was happening. And the song is so good. And I don't know how she possibly produced it and released it so fast, but yeah, I really liked that song and like what she was saying with it. And I listened to it actually kind of a lot. So I guess that song was one that sort of stuck with me through a lot of 2020. I forgot that the coin album Dreamland came out in 2020. And I really, really liked that album. And I think the other song that I just, listen to all the time is cemetery and I it has nothing to do with pandemic specifically necessarily but it's all about like working so hard that you die and then you don't have anything like any loved ones and connections left and I listen to that song a lot and wonder what I'm doing with anything um so that was another 2020 moment for me hit him where it hurts Jake yeah uh I'll cheat here that's the theme Definitely some good picks so far. Definitely second song 33 that I totally forgot about that until you mentioned it. That is a really good song though. And I was gonna say something from How I'm Feeling Now, Charlie XCX. Uh, I guess I'll say Anthems and Forever from that album. They get that that vibe as well, especially Anthems has uh, some hankering for party vibes for sure. Also sort of in line with the song 33 thing, obviously besides pandemic shenanigans one of the other like kind of big cultural things this year was like the sort of uh uprisings around like racial injustice and class injustice and police brutality uh so i'm gonna say ooh la la and uh just from run the jewels for two bangers calling out systematic injustice for the last one kind of a little bit more personal and this also did not come out this year at all, but it's definitely one of the songs that made a big impact and has resonated with me this whole year. Uh, and that's Symphonia 9, My Weight Is You by Grimes from Visions. So like eight years old, but I discovered her uh, quarantining with my sister. She, she had been a Grimes fan for a long time and I had like known a few songs, but never really got super into her before this year and we just like that was at the start of quarantine uh we made this pillow uh blanket fort in her room in our parents basement 
that we would just hang out in all night, every night, listening to music and watching movies and stuff, which was really fun. And that was one of my favorite songs from from that whole experience, that crazy experience when this didn't seem so terrible uh, as it kind of does now. Forgive me for being so uninformed about things, but is Grimes the mother of like 12 Angel X? 12 yeah. <laughs> I think it's X Ash Archangel is how you're supposed to pronounce it. Right, right, right. If okay. you can, yeah. So she do is. they go by the full name? Is that the plan or is it just going to be like Ash? That's a good Does question. I really, I really don't know. <laughs> I phone up Elon Musk really quick. <laughs> friend of the show, yeah. yeah. Another friend of the Another show. Another friend of the pod. If Elon Musk is a friend of the pod. I don't want to be part of the pod. Same. And if watches sick. this, <laughs> I love Grimes. I just have to pretend that she doesn't exist outside of her music. It's like Kanye. It's great. Yeah. I love having <laughs> conflicting feelings about yeah. everything. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything about Grimes except for the, that she is the, the mother of that kid, and um, <laughs> maybe I should actually listen to her music because I'm just so confused by her at all times. Like I never know what's going on. Um, but yay! What awesome picks for me! Oh yeah, one song that I put down that like really hit hard this semester, and that is not how we tell time in the real world this year. Um, something that really hard, hit hard for me this year is Soft Currents by Alexandra Savior. Every time I listen to it, I will cry. Her voice is just really incredible. She's just like really got that ability to like float up here where everybody's like, oh my God, I wish I was like the most feminine, light, beautiful fairy that there ever was. Like she just really blows me away. And it's just like, I don't know what it is about the song. I think I just have listened to it so many times at this point that it just like, really brings up an emotional response in me um so I really love that song another song that kind of like as I was kind of getting towards the end of the year like Wussy Void by Joanna Gruesome that was a really influential song for me this year it just builds really well um and it just kind of starts off like oh this is kind of fun like I like where this is going and then it's just this huge build and it just like it is just such an emotional relationship to listen to that song it will just never not again hit me really hard the way that they build the song out it's awesome I'd say that those were like two main ones for me back I, in the front again mr yes because <laughs> i just i just thought of a few more i'm sorry i don't want to monopolize this or no, make it all please. about phoebe bridges but then i was just thinking that i know the end i feel like really hit me for 2020 and how it just kind of builds and starts off kind of slow and it's like oh, this is just a Phoebe Bridgers song, but then it just builds up and builds up and kind of all breaks down. And then the end where it's just everybody screaming is Scream. <laughs> so like, me too. Like, <laughs> I need to scream. Very, It felt very fitting to come out this summer. And then also going along the lines of like song 33 and um, one of the Jules songs that Jake mentioned, chapter 319 by Clipping came mm. out really like that one mm. came out about the time i think they donated like all the proceeds of it to ooh, i forget what organization but very good i think it got popular on tiktok because it's like the one where it's like oh, yeah. Donald Trump is a white supremacist full stop did you but, hear their new sorry really quickly did you hear their new what is it called visions of body being yeah 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 i really like that one too cool cool 
I forgot about that also, even though that was not that long ago. <laughs> yeah, it was just October, but that feels like could be a year ago. Pretty much. The transition of me listening to Hamilton all day, every day, to the tra- transition of me listening to clippings all day, every day, was a really important thing that I needed to do, but it did not stop both Lin-Manuel Miranda and the cast of Hamilton from being on my top five artists of 2020 on my Spotify raps, which is to this day and for the rest of my life, my greatest shame. That's amazing. I'm glad you feel comfortable enough to share that with us. So <laughs> yeah, we I still appreciate I'd you. I share it with Elon Musk and Phoebe Bridgers first, and then I can tell my family. <laughs> <laughs> um, not to totally drag you through the mud, but I have some champagne problems with any <laughs> Champagne problems did not make the cut. I think that album came out after October, which is apparently the like Spotify cutoff, but I will circle back in 2021 and let you know if it makes a good <laughs> For oh God. Poor Taylor. Those Swift. of us, yeah, Taylor. That's the champ. There's like 20 songs called Champagne Problems. It's very strange. Oh, really? really? Yeah, it's like an epidemic of Champagne Problems songs. And I don't really, to be frank, know what a Champagne Problem is. Yeah, I can't Rich say people I, problems? I do either. I don't, I, don't <laughs> I mean... Yeah, probably most of the musicians that are getting popular off of songs called camp- Champagne Problems. I'd assume it's rich people problems. I don't know if I've ever even had champagne, to be quite frank with you all. I think I've had, like, I don't know, the closest thing would be, like, a seltzer, which is the most college thing that I could say. But Like a, a white claw? Yeah, just something else that's bubbly. Even, like, a LaCroix. I don't know. <laughs> just <laughs> I don't think that I've really, you know elevated to that social plane where I'm allowed to drink champagne and by no means am I going to buy it for myself so (laughs) is champagne just like bubbly wine is that like the only thing that really makes it champagne am I totally off (laughs) it's actually thank you guys for asking yes Yes. (laughs) go ahead Riley (laughs) um it's actually a common misconception Champagne is a specific grape that comes from Champagne, France. So champagne, like true to its name, the only kind, like the only champagne that you can get is from this specific region in France. But then we have Prosecco, which is sparkling wine, champagne's good friend and confidant. And it's just all tastes the same, I think. Mm -hmm. It just tastes like, I don't know, Martinelli's sparkling cider, but with alcohol, so... I'm sorry, I just dragged the whole region of France through the mud. Champagne is awesome. The servers in us said, well, actually. (laughs) All of our fans in Champagne are going to be angrily writing in. Call in for next episode. Yeah, let us know if you're in Champagne, France right now. Let us know what you really think of Riley's comments. Yeah, and let us know why, how did you find us? Does anybody have any questions that they want to open up on the floor? Because I am monopolizing this whole conversation. If anyone is monopolizing this uh, conversation, it's Zach. It's absolutely me. Then I'll continue doing that by asking a question. Kick someone. (laughs) Just get me out of here. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Since we were being so positive, might I ask what your guys' least favorite song, album, music related moments of 2020 were? continue dragging things like we just champagne, champagne friends <laughs> yeah. yeah zach why don't you tell us the thing that you hated most this year 
I'm gonna go with a music moment or vaguely music related moment, but all of the Lana Del Rey kind of stuff that she did in the past year really um <laughs> pissed me off. So that really got me. She wore a mesh mask at one of her book signings, wrote a lot of posts so that, that were um not not good. I guess her post in 2021 kind of falls outside this, but she made a post where she's like trying to defend herself because people called her out for not being racially aware or inclusive and saying very problematic and racist things. Yeah, so that that's what I was thinking about when I asked the question. Mm, I can go, actually. I yeah, go, um, So my first one is Lady Antebellum. Sorry, formerly known as Lady Antebellum, now known as Lady A. They got requests to change their name because of the word antebellum, which what were they doing in 2020 with the word antebellum in their band name? And then they were like, we hear you, we are a problem, let's change our name to Lady A. And then a black female artist came up and said, my name is Lady A, and if you guys change your name to that, that's gonna cause a lot of problems for me. And they were like, <clears throat> go fuck yourself, basically. And she had to sue them and it was a whole thing. And she wanted like money from them because they were like stealing her brand and her name. And they were like, we've been using this name for years. And they were just huge dicks about it. So they suck. Um, and their music is terrible anyway. So who fucking cares? Um, sorry for my cursing, but that really got me. And then it wasn't, I didn't hate it, but I was like really <laughs> excited for Chromatica. I thought like stupid love was like really really good and I was like we're back Gaga's back everything is going to be great and then the rest of the album just did not look great and then she started making Oreos and that's just silly so those are my those are my least favorite moments she had Sophie beats she had production from Sophie on that album and mm -hmm. chose not to use it mm -hmm. like what what are you doing Gaga who does that I'm ashamed to say that I didn't know that Gaga had a new album out until Lily told me it very recently. This was like last week and I was shaken to my very core. So I still haven't listened to it, which is deeply upsetting by me. So maybe that should be my moment. It's like my disappointment with myself of not knowing that Lady Gaga had a new album and feeling like probably the worst person on earth. To clarify though, actually, I still will say to anyone and defend myself and be like, no, I loved it. I loved Chromatica. It was great. Like, I, I'm on the planet Chromatica, but like secretly. Again, only for Elon and Phoebe. For some reason, I can't think of any other examples of like anything at all happening that was bad, even though like just everybody's been coming out of the woodwork as a racist. It's like for some reason, everything is blurred to me and all I can see is JK Rowling being a transphobe, but that just like doesn't even remotely fit into this conversation, but that's Doja a whole Cat other topic. Doja Cat is being canceled for like the 17th time and just keep forgetting and she releases the song. We're all like, Doja Cat! And then she's, she's like, but isn't she bad? And we're all like, oh yeah. <laughs> Shit, man. Shit. <laughs> Jake, what was your went went moment um, of 2020? I mean, you know, there was plenty of stuff with Grimes. We already kind of talked about that. And this is like more song specific now, but the BTS song Dynamite wasn't a huge fan of that. And I'm not, I, I used to love BTS a lot more than I currently do, but I don't know. I just, I just am not, 
personally, and I know there are a lot of people who are, but I've never been a fan of really any of the people they've chosen to like, like Western artists they've collaborated with, like Halsey on Dynamite, and then like Steve Aoki and Designer, just like really weird choices in my opinion. And I wish they would collaborate with some better people. And then also uh, Na 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 by Kanye West. That is just such a terrible song and a terrible like generic trap beat. And it just makes no sense. The stuff he says on it. There is a lot of terrible Kanye verses like just that. Uh, his feature on Ego Death, and I like that song, Ty Dolla Sign, Ego Death, um, especially the FKA Twigs outro, but some kind of kind of whack bars, so Kanye's output this year was pretty disappointing, and I don't think he'll ever make a good album again. I don't, think he, I, don't, I don't think he has it in him. Uh, I Kanye, he, call in, prove him wrong. <laughs> friend of the show, yes. Let's get it. This is gonna be Elon's got some words for you. <laughs> That's all I got. You got anything, Riley? Wait, you already. Wait, did you? Everything has escaped my mind suddenly. Um, I just... JK Rowling being a turd. Oh, right, right. Yeah, that's like that's that's really standing out to me as something that made me like stand up in in a car. That was bad. I mean, there was that thing with the Beach Boys that that was not great. Um, it was like one residual member of the Beach Boys went and did a um, a Trump rally. Um, so it was like one, like basically it's the Beach Boys performing band and then it caused this whole thing um, and it was in Orange, California and they were like, yeah, we love Trump. And it was like this huge Trump rally and it was ugh, just terrible in so many ways. And then... Um, Ryan Wilson had to step in and be like, hey, like, I think that Black Lives Matter. And also, I think that Trump is a terrible person. Like, please don't associate me with like any of the stuff that's going on with like Beach Boys at the Trump rally. Like, Brian Wilson is not included. So I guess that wasn't really a bad thing because it was like the one we love most is he's good. He's still holding true. But um, is there any albums that we want to discuss as a group? We could talk about Heart of Glass. If we want to talk about, if we want to just move the conversation over to the other friend of the show, Miley Cyrus, my absolute hero. What did you guys think of that one? I loved it. <laughs> I think I listened to her cover of Part of Glass, like, all the time, consistently in my head. Um, and then when the album came out, I listened to the album all the time, consistently in my head. Um, I, I just, it's so fun. And yeah, Miley has been on such a journey and I just love where she's ended up and I love her mullet and I love the whole thing she's doing <laughs> I'm with you I was like Miley Cyrus does Debbie Harry this is my favorite crossover that's ever existed like I've never wanted anything more than Blondie and Miley Cyrus in the same room nothing makes me happier mm-hmm. um so personally I'm still thrilled by it I'm still excited I just love women god damn it <laughs> that's where I'm at. <laughs> any other thoughts or any other albums or songs or i haven't yeah. heard that full song i've only heard it on like tiktok i don't know if that's like a crime against humanity or something but have you heard the original version oh yeah that... definitely definitely okay. heard heart of glass but i have not <laughs> fully heard miley cyrus's cover i probably should it is like the loudest like you could be listening to it at any volume and it's like like it's so loud yeah. <laughs> it's great 
I'm like in the shower. I can barely hear it, but I just really feel it. It just feels like it's like taking over your body. It's really, it's really great. She sings, she does a very good rendition. Yeah, she does a wonderful job. That was also another like song of the year for me it was Heart mm-hmm. of Glass, not like before Miley Cyrus came out with a cover. It was like, I was just listening to that song on Reefly and I've been listening to it since like forever. And it's just always been one of my favorite songs. And I just kept hearing it in the grocery store and I was like, oh yeah, this song, I forgot about it. It hits. And then I was like listening to so much Blondie and then Miley Cyrus did the thing and I, I'm still not quite recovered. So speaking of covers, Maggie Rogers, Phoebe, Bridgers, Iris, also contender for one of the best covers of the year i'd say pretty ballin i wish it was on streaming platforms but what are you gonna do it was for a good cause they donated all the profits for the small time it was available if we cut this out of the podcast i might have a file i can send your way okay i paid for a file and i never got one you didn't no i don't know what happened i like paid man camp i gave them my like five dollars or whatever i chose did you log in i don't know i don't know can i have it (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Give it to me too. Got I want it. Just, just cut this out. <laughs> we weren't talking about this. Did you guys, this is kind of a tangent, but did you guys ever used to do the thing where you would like go on YouTube and it was like YouTube to MP3 and then you'd type in like every Katy Perry song and just be like, for free, for free, it's mine. <laughs> like I have it all in my account. It was like eight and I was doing it on my family's Mac and it's like, all of the viruses on that computer are because of me. Like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I would do that with the music videos too, because I would want to watch the music video without Wi Fi. And so I would get the YouTube too. Oh my gosh, can you do that? <laughs> you can just download the whole video? Yeah, okay. it might have been like, it was more middle school, I think. Probably a little older than eight. This is interesting. There might be some things that I go about downloading <laughs> with my night. I think it's legal now. Oh, good. <laughs> a revelation. I'm running out of questions. Um, we didn't talk about what we cried to. Let's talk about that. I felt like we were going down a really dark, maybe it was just a personal thing, but I was like, this is getting a bit like deep, dark hole. Maybe we should talk about something different. But now we can go back into the deep, dark hole. Zach, what was your cry song? Oh, Lord. Do I have to pick one? Can I go with something that didn't come out this year? that i listen to nonstop. oh actually something that did come out this year it's another cover so semi-related to what we're just talking about um natural light by tomberlin very good she just released this short little ep with like i think three original songs which are all fantastic by the way but the cover is very very good and i definitely had quite a few um emotional moments with it it's like very just kind of intimate emotional kind of simple guitar and singing but very well done will you send that my way yeah let me double check who the original um song was by yeah it's cassia tone for the painfully alone that's a fun band name. <laughs> i know i'm like wow like come up with that i would highly recommend that whole ep that tom berlin put out too as well they're not all sad especially sin is a pretty fun one the EP projections? Yeah, the EP's projections. Mm. What did you cry to, Lily? I cried to driver's license. No, um, I did. I did cry to driver's license, obviously. Um, but I more cried to good days, which is also what I said for our written version. It really gets you. It's really, really good. And 
didn't even feel the need to include the artist. Um, if you haven't listened, you should listen on a loop. Just just play it like when you're doing homework or something and just let it be the one loop and just let it go for like two hours and you, you'll you feel so much better, I promise. Jake, what did you cry to? I don't listen to a lot of sad music. I, I listen to a lot of music that doesn't even have like words. This is, I'm desperately scouring my Spotify for something. You could do like a hype song too if you just like don't hype cry. I think you're to... talking to three very tender people who only <laughs> listen to sad music. So you please bring it, bring it up if you need to. Song you dance to. Well, that's easy. There's plenty. It's like that's harder. Now there's too many. <laughs> I'll I'll throw in uh, this. Really is derailing it now, I guess. But twelve thirty eight, uh, childish Gambino from his new album. Uh, that song is like amazing to me. And it's, I, I will say it, it's not sad, but it is like a pretty interesting experience. It does kind of take you on a journey. It's like, I mean, it makes sense with like the subject matter, the lyrics, it's like trippy and all this stuff. So you kind of like go on a little journey with it. And then the outro is my favorite part. The, the chopped sample and the radio sounds and the crazy G-funk synths and, bouncy bass and everything does anybody else hear that tapping oh that's me sorry <laughs> that's okay i was just like what's happening in there um, <laughs> they just got um, someone locked in his closet banging to get out my room is kind of terrifying i have a little a little hole I, I don't I can't even position it to show it because i can't see myself on screen but i have like starry po- starry potter Harry Potter. I have like the Harry Potter <laughs> stair thing going on. That's where I put my clothes. And then there's like a little, little doggy sized door that like just leads into some dark room with like some empty milk cartons in it that were here when I moved in. Uh-uh. It's very odd. <laughs> there's yeah. nothing more terrifying than the <laughs> of empty milk cartons. I I I don't know It'd how they got in there. Room. I don't know the milk. Smell bad? Yeah, what? Like, did the milk go bad? I've never really paid much attention to it. It stays closed for the most part, and I'm happy with that. There might be, I could maybe discover a little bit more if I really peeked around, but. If you ever receive a like doll version of yourself that you're like, this is uncanny, it looks just like me, don't <laughs> open the door because then you're gonna go into the other world and it's gonna be really scary and you're not gonna be able to find your parents so it's gonna be like jake where are your other parents i'm your other mother and then she turns into a spider and it's that movie scared the shit out of me (laughs) that is my favorite movie that's my favorite movie (laughs) it's your oh my god it's so scary what do you know i went for her in seventh grade as for halloween I've been trying to find a That's yellow raincoat for years, like con- consistently trying to find one so that I can be her. Also, today in my writing class, my teacher was like, what inspires you? And everybody's like going around and they're like, oh, like, you know, oh, my mom survived this or like, you know, just like these beautiful heartfelt stories. And she's like, Riley, what inspires you? And I was like, I just really like claymation. So I like Coraline. And she just is like, yeah, I like claymation too. <laughs> just moved on so fast. It's horrible. It's like, uh. anyways, that was an offshoot. Um, 
wait <laughs> on the topic of claymation um julian baker just came out with a new song called hardline and the music video for it is really really good it's like completely claymation i think yeah. they said it took like 60 hours or something to do it's really well done music video regardless of what you think of the music you oh it wait i'll just i'll send it in the chat Don't yeah. worry. Great. yes Oh my god, this is like the crossover I didn't know I needed. That sounds so awesome. This is like really going back, but I just have to say it. When you're talking about your Harry Potter stairs, I learned recently that Boris Johnson, when in like 1998, when the second Harry Potter film came out, he like publicly scathed Vladimir Putin and he's like, hey, Vlad, you look like Dobby. And then Vladimir Putin got in this whole lawsuit with like the American government and like the Harry Potter establishment franchise whatever the fuck and because he was like you've done this to like publicly deface me like you've made me into a character in your movies and if you look up pictures of Vladimir Putin next to Dobby the resemblance is uncanny I can't stress this enough I'm sorry that I've really derailed this conversation now but it's just like so I might not legally be allowed to talk about this but Oh my god. <laughs> I see it. That's crazy. <laughs> so funny. That'll be the thumbnail Sorry. for this. Dobby just looks Instead like... of all of our faces. <laughs> we should do Dobby with like the craziest sound outline and the whole Oh my god. But I, I feel like Dobby also just looks like every like he looks like Mitch McConnell like like, like every Ted scummy Cruz, politician like every like little Bobby. like he looks exactly like I'm sorry I apologize <laughs> oh my god oh my god <sighs> yeah that could be uh, I don't know I think Dobby no I'm just... sure that it is <laughs> I think the whole character <laughs> poor guy though he's like supposed to represent like the I don't know. It's a struggling worker. I don't know what he <laughs> represents. He is not a politician at heart. Let me tell you that. I don't know if I shared mine, nor do I know if I had a cry song. I was going to bring this back up because um, I'm sorry, Zach, to do this again to you, but I just, this is still probably the funniest thing I've ever heard in my whole life. Because my cry album was like genuinely um, <laughs> Haley Hendrix. Like all year, I was like, Haley Hendrix, the bug collector, like I will never stop crying to this album. It is so beautiful. Like every time I was feeling kind of melancholy, I just like sit in my car and listen to Haley Hendrix. And then one time I mentioned that when I was at Zach's house, and he's like, oh, that's what I listen to. Like, when, like when I'm getting ready for school in the morning and like trying to get amped for my day and I was like oh god it's just it's still the funniest thing to me it's it's a perfect morning album I stand by that and like it's just a nice kind of mellow morning it's album my m-o-u-r-n-i-n-g album I'm like constantly sad when I listen to that and it's just so funny that that's your get hype album and it's my like I'm so depressed album <laughs> Every time I, I put that album on, I think of that dynamic, and it just really makes me go closer <laughs> to you. <laughs> like, I'm somewhere between Riley and Zach, like, right in the middle, feeling very normal right now. Trying <laughs> to hash out your feelings while listening to It's a to good album. album. It's an amazing album. It is such a good album. It just, like, it just is forever. That is always in my mind these days when I see that album. Well kids i'm fully out of questions i am hungry and i am 
feeling like we have probably a lot of content to edit and Jake's going to have a terrible time if we keep going. I, I think, I think it'll be good. I'll, I'll probably, I'm probably just going to leave it mostly intact. Just like cut out the pauses mm -hmm. and the horribly offensive things that Lily said. <laughs> that, I'll leave it pretty uh, natural probably. <laughs> cool. I feel like we got enough content for an entire episode of bloopers after this. True. Oh, we do. Yeah. Maybe we should just fuck around and put a bloopers reel together. Why not? Might have to. That could be fun. I yeah, we turn this into a comedy podcast. <laughs> That's where we get Lily's expertise here. I am Famous a comedy, comedy writer. writer. Yes. Sorry. Can I do a plug? Uh, the Deep End and you <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> Check out their um, episodes. Don't you have a what is it called? OnlyFans? No, we don't. We have not yet set up our OnlyFans. Stay tuned for the OnlyFans. We'll be dropping soon. <laughs> Up to date on all your latest um, Chicago news. <laughs> hey, we might have to. We really covered all of our yeah listeners here. We got the Boulder ones with the Radio 1190 shout out. We got the we drug, dragged, drug, Dra dragged. Drugged. We drugged the ones in Champagne, France, and then we got our <laughs> Chicago news source right here. Oh, God. Thank you for the diversity of thought <laughs> and wit. Wow. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, I guess I should say a goodbye or something, or we should all say goodbye. Um, does anybody else want to sign us off? It's your job. You got this. You're the voice I of the podcast. I don't know why my voice is so weird. Thank you all for listening. This has been the Crave the Podcast Best of 2020. Stay tuned. We might try and do a couple more of these episodes on a monthly basis. We'll see. Make sure to rate, review, subscribe. Go onto our YouTube if you want to watch the video content of this episode. And stay tuned for next week. Thank you for listening. And goodbye. Everybody wave uh. with me. <laughs> if you want to listen to any of our favorites like here's a few select ones and you can stay or you can go here's what we like that's a good idea yeah i was yeah, gonna suggest so we all just do like acapella versions of our favorite <laughs> songs but that might be better yeah.